Effective sales is all about nurturing relationships which begin by meeting your customers where they are and helping them to progress towards a beneficial partnership. Now that's Mary Lou Tyler and she's the founder of, and of Strategic Pipeline, which is a, um, she's a best-selling author and she does all kinds of stuff selling space. So let's talk about position. Position is knowing where your prospect is. A lot of people call this a funnel. I think a funnel is like the absolute worst metaphor. I don't know a better one, but a funnel, you think of everything going in. That's not how sales and marketing funnels work. Like you start with a thousand people at the top and then a bunch of people fall out that never make it down to the bottom. So a funnel's not really a very good metaphor because you would think that you would capture everybody, but you do not. Funnels are, funnels are all about speaking to certain people in the position that they're at and speaking to where they're at. So I want you to imagine that you've never heard of a company before, and this is what's called the buyer's journey. The first step is that awareness. Maybe, maybe you don't even know that, the, maybe you've got, you know, your stomach's upset or something like that, and you hear an ad for a new supplement that, does, that affects gut health, and you think, I didn't even know there was anything for gut health. I didn't know that was a thing. Now you're at the awareness stage. That's the very top of the funnel. You had no idea. Now you're aware that there's a problem. And even more so, there's a solution. So that's the first step that you want to that you want to meet people on. That's the first position. The next position, and there are ver tons of variations on the buyer's journey, but this is kind of the three main ones. The next is the um, is the consideration stage. That's when, okay, there are solutions to gut health problems. What are they? Oh, there's exercise, there's diet, there's supplements, there's, uh, there's medicine, all these different things. So that's the consideration stage. And then finally, that's when you're looking around, that's when you're Googling, that's when you're searching for stuff. And then finally you get to the um, decision phase. That's when you're actually deciding, okay, am I gonna go with brand A or am I gonna go with brand B? That's the decision process. You always want to talk to people in your messaging at the position that they're at. Sales and marketing, whatever you get interpreted as being spammy, aggressive, those types of things, those types of negative sales connotations, it's always because you're speaking out of position every single time. So if somebody shows interest in your product, let's say they show, you know what, I do need a new roof. All right, give me $5,000 right now you're gonna be interpreted as being a jerk because you're out of position. Like they're just aware that they need it now and you're already at the decision phase. So that's what you need to think of in all of your messaging. Whenever you're talking to people and whenever you're presenting messaging, you need to always keep in mind in what position the person you're talking to is. Now it's a lot easier to do in person because you know the person, but there's techniques you can do that in, in uh, marketing as well. The best way to understand this concept, I like to use the metaphor of going out on a, on a date. So if you, if you go to, uh, let's say, you, you, you know, any event whatsoever, uh, if a guy like me sees a girl, walks up to her and says, hey, how about Julie and Andrew? And she says, Julie and Andrew, what's that? That's what we're going to name our kids because we're going to get married. Like, probably not going to have a lot of success, right? Probably going to get a drink thrown in my face. Because I'm way out of position. I've assumed, I've made the assumption that she likes me. She finds me attractive. She wants to hang out with me. She wants to get married. She wants to have my children. 
And, and she wants me to name them. So like I'm way out of position, right? So what you need to, so maybe first position might be, is anybody sitting here? Now, if she's not interested in you right away, oh yeah, I've got, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a friend of mine sitting here. Okay, then you move on. But no, nobody's sitting here. Okay, now maybe I sit down, well, can I buy you a drink? And now, can I go out on a date? Would you like to meet me next week? Would you like to have a second date? Would you like to have a third date? Now, now you're in a funnel, same thing. It's the same thing as a funnel. It's the exact same thing. That's, that's, you're moving your prospects through this process, step by step. You are, and you're never, you, you, you're always careful. Now, you do have to move them, and you always have to be, that's what the call to action is all about and everything, is getting them to take that next step. That's why you need that call to action. You always want to ask them if they're ready for the next step. But you do not assume the answer is yes, that they are ready for the next step. Never assume. That's when you get labeled as pushy, salesy, spammy, and those types of things. All the negative connotations. Approach sales with a panoramic view. The more people you impact positively, the wider your success horizon becomes. And, uh, that's by Kevin Cruz, and he is a business leader and entrepreneur. This really gets to probably what is the, the single most important thing to understand, and that is um, perspective. First of all, you've got to impact a lot of people. I mentioned like trying to impact just one person. If your sales or marketing pipeline is one person, you're not going to be successful. There's just, there's just no way to sell and market to one person. You've got to expand that. You have to have an audience. And the way that this all works that you have to understand is you're going to have different audiences with different offers. All of those offers are going to be different funnels and different positions. So you might be selling the health and wellness to one person, and then you're selling the gym memberships to the other person. And these are different funnels, and they're all operating at the same time simultaneously, and that's where your cash flow comes in. Okay, so you're not spending all of your time with this one thing. These are all separate funnels. They all feed into each other, and they all interact differently. And what you can do, once somebody becomes a customer, you know, maybe they like your, you know, maybe they like your, uh, your healthy brownies, well then maybe they'd be interested in learning more about your weight loss um, techniques or whatever. So now they're already in a certain position in that funnel. So all of those things feed into each other. But perspective is really, really hard for people to understand. Um, I tell people plain and simply, when it comes to marketing, sales are a little bit different because usually sales you're dealing with a, war, a warm market instead of a totally cold market. But when you're dealing with cold market, that's people that are at the awareness stage that don't know anything about you, don't have any experience with you. You can expect a 3 to 5% conversion rate at best. So you need to measure things, and you need to have an understanding of that. Now, that, again, that's cold market. If you're getting more than 5% of a conversion rate, then you need to increase your spend. Okay? So if... You post that TikTok video, and all of a sudden you're getting people reaching out to you, start posting more TikTok videos. That's hot. That's working for you, okay? If you post a TikTok video and you get a few responses, that's fine. You know, you have to determine whether or not it's worth your time or not. Are you getting a 5% return? Are you getting a 3% return? You have to kind of pay attention to those numbers. If you're getting less than 3%, that means it's, it's pretty easy to figure out. You're, you've either got the wrong offer or you've got the wrong market. So you just adjust those two until you can get into that 3 to 5% range. I've ran into a lot of people um, 
have a really, really hard time with this one. So I had, when I first started at a company, we had, um, we didn't have anything. We didn't have an email system. We didn't have, you know, a client. I mean, we had like a client database, but we didn't have like any kind of like a list of past clients or anything. And we were going to have a lunch and learn. So I got with Steve. He was a sales rep that worked there. And I said, okay, Steve, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go through the entire database. Anybody that's bought something from us in the last year, we will call each and every one of them and see if they want to come to the lunch and learn. So I went through the whole database and I got all the contact information. I gave it all to Steve. It was about 200 names or so. And I said, all right, Steve, you know, have at it. Call like 10 a day. Uh, the lunch and learn is not for another month. So you call 10 a day, you'll get it knocked out in a couple weeks, no problem. A week later, like no signups, like not even any activity on the website or anything, like nothing going on. So I see Steve and I say, Steve, what kind of objections are you getting? Like what are people saying? Why aren't they signing up? And he says, oh yeah, well, I called the first three, they said no, so I, I figured they'd all say no. That is not how it works. That is not perspective, okay? Perspective is you're going to get 99 no's before you get one yes. Okay, you're going to get, you're going to be told no a lot. Be used to it. Now, like I say, with warm market, it's a little bit easier because they know who you are. They know, like, and trust you, and they're going to be ready to help you out. But just understand, you're going to get lots of no's. You're going to see lots of traffic given to your, gone to your website. And then you can optimize, and there's techniques and, and tactics for optimizing website conversions and all that kind of stuff. But just understand that once you have all the stuff in place, you're still going to get low single-digit conversion rates on cold traffic. That's just the way it is. They don't know who you are. They don't trust you. They don't believe you. They've got to get warmed up for you. That's one of the reasons why re remarketing is so powerful, and that's why you see whenever you go to Amazon and you search for something, and then all of a sudden you see ads for it all over your Facebook and, and all over the place on your phone, that's the reason that's so powerful is because you don't usually buy something the first time you see it. You have to think about it and think through it. Now, if you measure all this stuff, you'll get some really cool information. You'll be able to use it. One of the coolest stories I ever heard was there was a company that sold, um, they sold uh, self-lubricating catheters. And these are mostly for elderly people that had specific medical needs. So it's not, you know, it's not for a young group. It's for specific people. And they were measuring all of their advertising. And they were getting really solid conversion rates from Bing, the search engine Bing, which was really unusual because Bing isn't a very popular search engine. You've probably heard of it, but it's not unusual. Well, what they found out, of course, was computers, when you first get them, Bing is the default search engine. So the older audience, they didn't know any better than to change their search engine. So by, by doing the advertising on Bing, they were able to understand that they were getting all of the search results based on Bing. And they were able to do that because they had that perspective and they were measuring all of these different search engines and understanding all these different ad platforms and understanding where, where the actual ROI and where the actual return was coming from. So it's really valuable. So that is the summary of uh, everything. To kind of give you a recap, you've got your top four things that you need, the essential elements that you need for successful ad spend is a target market, an offer, a, a position, and perspective. And I'm going to give you a little bonus training because we got a, just a, a minute more time, and I want to talk to you just a little bit about branding. So branding is a very important thing that comes up a lot in marketing, and people talk a lot about branding. 
Branding happens whether you control it or not. You will be branded, okay? If you show up late, then you'll be branded as the late guy. If you do a bad job, you will be branded as somebody that does a bad job. That's what branding is. Branding is not your logo. Branding is not your colors. Branding is not the font that you use. Now those are elements. Those are elements of branding. And you want all of those to be in sync and to be synchronized, okay? You want to have a nice, a logo that's immediately familiar to people. You always want to associate that with the positive aspects of your business. And you want to use consistent colors and you want to use, you know, consistent fonts. You want all of that consistency. But you will not make money off your logo. You will not make money off of the colors that you choose. If you're agonizing, should I go with red or should I go with blue? You're thinking entirely incorrectly about marketing. Your branding is just a way for the public to understand who you are. But way bigger than your logo and way bigger than your uh, colors and anything else is going to be the emotional attachment they're going to put on you. So if you're delivering, I'm telling you right now, if you show up, you work hard, and you, know, you get lots of people giving you word of mouth, it doesn't matter if you've got the crappiest logo in the world. It's not going to hurt you at all. So don't get wrapped up into branding. There, there is some science behind design theory. Uh, there is color balance, and there are, there, all of that's true. Don't get bogged down into it. I've found that branding has, for a lot of businesses and a lot of people, branding turns into a form of procrastination because they try to get it perfect, and it's not going to be perfect. Focus more on your intent and what you're trying to convey to the market. And that's all going to speak to your target market, what your offer is, what your position is, so that all of that kind of stuff is in sync. And then use the visual and sound elements to cement those emotional uh, feelings into what you're presenting out there and, and putting out there. So with all of that said, that's all I have got. And I will be happy to take any questions if anybody's got any questions. And, and we got 10 minutes left, so I think I did pretty well on that. <laughs>